0: Freaking go! The Fantasy Football Card Quest is on the road, baby! Just getting excited for the football season. Now, Andy, we know a lot of people are super busy because not only are you listing your cards and all of that, you're also doing a ton of fantasy football drafts. We've done a ton on the quest with Underdog Fantasy and all that good stuff. But today, Andy, we want to start off with a simple topic. For the last couple of weeks, we've been just telling people List as many cards as you possibly can to take advantage of this hype cycle. I want to know, comment down below, have you sold at least 20 or more cards? I told you we were going to go 15, but I want to go even higher. 20 or more cards, because we have people in our um, football card discord and on the Patreon that say, I've sold over 300 cards. We've had some really impressive people, Annie, like Perry Uh, Just killing it right now. So, Andy, my question for you is, have you sold 20 or more football cards during this hype cycle?
1: Yeah, I was just counting it up. I think, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm over 20 for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm going back uh, to the beginning of August. And, I mean, even selling stuff like uh, DK Metcalf. I was selling Mitchell Trubisky earlier, and and I think now his, his hype is kind of picking back up. So I wouldn't be surprised if I sell another one. But, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, items per page, 25, I'm on the second page. So, yeah, definitely sold over 30 cards in August.
0: Ooh, huh, ah, huh? huh? I couldn't believe it when you told me over 300 cards from our patrons. So, once again, this is the time to list. Um, you could do it in so many different ways. You can list it at a really high buy it now price and, you know, have offers and never sell the card. Uh, I do that with some of my cards because I don't really want to, you know, sell them. But you know, the best thing to do buy it now at a reasonable, actionable price. Or if you just absolutely want to move it now, do the ninety-nine cent auction. But make sure you do it at night on Sunday night or when the game's happening or whatever. Um, but for me, Andy, as far as like selling cards are concerned, it's also important to know that it's okay if you haven't sold twenty cards as well. And it's also okay if you're still buying cards. If that is what you want to do, you should do it. But, Andy, this is the most important thing. If somebody is just jumping in, new to the hobby, understand that right now the prices are going to be super high where here in a few months the same price on the card that you might be looking at might be half of what you're looking
1: at. Yeah, there's a reason why the the buy it now – uh sold volume on graded football cards on eBay is is down. Um it's healthy. I mean like yesterday there were 412 you know buy it now solds on graded football cards. But I mean that that's down from earlier in the uh in the preseason process and everything. And that's just because prices have continued to go up. So chances are if you're like getting into a buy it now right now, you could be overpaying. It's important to Go through the sold comping process. Like look at guys from the other the that same draft class, from that same card, see what they're kind of at. Give yourself a gauge of what the potential floor and ceiling could look like for that card. And then also look at that specific card, and the sold transaction, see if you can find some that have been selling recently. If it's super rare, then you just have got to rely on cards from that same set, a similar scarcity and what they have sold for recently to give yourself a gauge of what that's going for. And um, ultimately I'm finding my best deals in auctions right now. There's still a lot of auctions because you have a lot of newer sellers out there. They may be ending auctions in the morning, throughout the day, throughout the week, when it's not not ideal to end your auctions, to kind of capitalize on the most amount of bidders and people paying attention. And that's when you can find your best deals.
0: And obviously, you know, when you just look at the current card market, Andy, the the story for me is just how high some of these select prices have been. And, you know, you've been looking at the the, the prices on retail wax uh, with this product in particular. Um, I have cried. I I have already admitted defeat uh, because even one of our viewers pulled a Jamar Chase zebra print card. And I cannot afford it, huh? <laughs> huh? Uh. So you know, for me, select it, it, it's going for a lot right now, Andy, and, it, and it's it, it, it discourages me just a little bit. Now, if you are one of those people that are pulling some of these cards, good for you. But for the most part, are really like this design.
1: Yeah, I do too. They've definitely done a good job. The design looks better this year. And just like any new product, Carter, the prices always start out high and they kind of level out as more supply makes its way to the marketplace. But yeah, I'm seeing the um, the select blaster boxes going for about $75 to $80. And that's more than what 2021 Prism blaster boxes are yeah. going for right now, around 50 to 60 And And the optic is still being touted as having the most hits in it, having the highest hit rate. So that one still has a, a has a healthy resale value, about seventy to eighty dollars, and about 125 hundred and twenty five for the mega boxes, which gives you, uh, which they say on the box, on average you find one autograph or memorabilia card. So uh, it's pretty interesting. We ripped a blaster box of Optic yesterday. We got a nice little you know short print insert from Justin Herbert, and uh, we pulled a a Mac Jones uh, Optic Gridiron King. So it'll be. You know, I think that box kind of paid, paid itself off, which, you know, it's not bad if you find if you're buying it at retail prices. Like, exactly. you know, it's not the same, same draft class as 2020. It's deep though. Like I think 2021, the skill position players between Jamar and Kyle Pitts and Javante and some of these guys and, and the quarterbacks that are all relevant, none of them have really broken out yet. So you know, there's that. Whereas Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow have broken out, taken it to that next step, and even you could argue, I mean, Tua and uh, and Jalen Hurts are on the verge of doing that. And it's and, and the quarterbacks kind of drive that that market in in terms of you have a an exponentially higher ceiling on a quarterback's card than you do. Uh, a skill position players card. And we've seen that kind of, we've seen that evolve a little bit over the past couple of years. A prime example is a 2021 select Jamar chase or any of the Jamar chase cards compared to some of the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Andy, we brought this up a, a few months ago and we agreed on it. If skill position players ever become a thing, if non quarterbacks ever become a thing, you want to make sure you have some sealed 2021 product i do think the prices have gone up high 124 for mega box is a little high but then you look at 2020 prism mega boxes they're, they're going for 300 um around that you know some will end at 250 but mostly they're 300 just depending on when you are looking at it over the past months because i do have um, a, a 2020 prism mega box. So there is upside just in the sealed wax alone. And once again, you look at 2021. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a Hall of Famer. I think Jamar Chase is going to be a Hall of Famer. I think Micah Parsons are, are going to be a Hall of Famer. And you can argue they had the three best rookie seasons ever at their select pun, like the dad joke, hmm. at their select positions. Um, and yeah, Justin Jefferson in the draft class before. Um and that's what makes it very interesting because we don't know if any of these 2021 quarterbacks are going to break out, but there's six of them. In 2020, we know that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are really, really special. We also know that Jalen Hurts and Tua, even though I like Jalen more than Tua, and I'm not much of a Tua guy, as you know, Andy, um, 2020 has all these rock star for sure, surefire quarterbacks as well. So it is a very interesting dynamic when you look at, you know, select and, and, and optic um, prices. I prefer select o- over optic in this year. I just like the designs better. Uh, so that is just, you know, the Jamar Chase designs. But I've enjoyed some of these um, tie-dyes and, and and whatnot on the, the select product as well. So uh, for me, Andy, I know you've been looking at these sealed uh wax prices i, I think they're kind of sort of justified because sealed wax has just always been, you know, a big thing in this hobby.
1: Yeah, uh especially optic it's definitely justified. It's the it's the one thing that you could buy into and almost almost guaranteed because of there's there's it, it seems like there's always at least a couple players in the draft class, at least one or two that break out to the next level, you know, and, and become somewhat of superstars, if not full-blown superstars in the NFL. So, you know, that, that'll keep that draft class afloat. And then the more of those guys you have in there. But it's, like, very rare that you will see a sealed product, especially from, like, Prism or Optic, come out. And then, you know, six to nine months later, that go down in value. That that, that I don't know if that's ever happened, especially on the premium sets. Like, yeah, maybe if you're buying Chronicle's or you're buying like score or uh, illusions or luminance, something like this that uh, unparalleled that, that doesn't have the same clout as a prism or an optic. And I, I mean, those are the two main ones. I do think the design on select this year is as much nicer. So maybe that's definitely going to help select kind of regrain wow. some ground on how bad they did in, in 2020, just based on the amount of product that they release over the 20 nineteen and prior select. So um, you know, it's it's pretty much that sealed wax is is a very good, safe, long term investment because it just typically goes up in value.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it is important, especially now with these episodes, Andy, you know, we're getting a lot of new viewers, right? Because everybody wants to know about football cards. It is hot. You you see it and you see all the sales and all of that. Um so for those that, that aren't familiar, sealed wax is just a box of cards that is still sealed by the manufacturer, right? And this is something, you know, when, when I was giving out cards at this event, and you'll learn more about what happened uh, this weekend and the outtakes, but someone asked me about the whole ripping wax. Like, did you pull all of these cards? They thought I, like, I pulled all of them. I was like, no, you know, just bought them off eBay. And they have all these different questions. Um, so basically – You buy the box and it stays sealed and you don't rip it, right? And that is a big thing. That is kind of sort of like a play. And I know it's kind of foreign because, you know, growing up, if you did grow up in the hobby and now you're just getting back in it, you know, you're, you're just accustomed to buying boxes and whatever cards you rip out of the boxes are the ones that you're going to have. So the idea of that is kind of flipped on its head, right? You do want to go buy boxes, but you don't want to actually rip the box unless you want to take the gamble because if you take the gamble and get a Mac Jones super nice card it is uh it, it's it's definitely worth uh it, actually it's worth more than the box sealed so uh it, it's it's a very interesting concept Andy and I know I have fluctuated on it back and forth so I was like why would I buy a box and it just gathered dust but that that's just how it is man people like that idea of well, there might be something special. It's like that Family Guy sketch. There might be something in the treasure box, Andy.
1: <laughs> yep, that's it, man. People love the thrill of ripping that pack and seeing what's in there. I I mean, I did one uh, yesterday, gave away a couple blaster boxes on the channel live, and it is a thrill, man, opening that and just, just, man, because you, you have that potential to get a hit. You don't know. It could be a one-on-one in there. We saw the young kid a young Ooh. man that ripped the one of one Justin Herbert from 2020. I mean, it the the room was shaking. His friends were going so crazy. I mean, but it's like that's a life-changing card. That's a $200,000 card Minimum. that he's pulled out of a pack and just changed his life. So that's like that that chase is the scratch-off lottery ticket, you know. Um but if if you if you're not feeling the and, and it's like it's hard to hold like buy sealed wax football at least for me because i'm so such a diehard fanatic about football like it's really hard for me to hold that sealed. i can hold basketball baseball hockey whatever no problem sealed no desire to open it up but football i want to rip it open you know
0: what would you have done if you pulled that herbert card
1: oh my god well i probably would have set it down like i'm afraid to, you know that yeah, <laughs> like so, just that. set it down on the table okay that. and then like stand it, you know i'm sure i'd be in shock as well but um yeah i mean i i don't even know that's one of those things like do you even risk sending it somewhere to get no. graded Mm-mm. or do you go to like you go to the uh, find the next biggest card show you can go to and figure out a way to fly or drive there and try and, and try and sell it for to a big dealer at a at a show
0: yeah i what i would do is a card of that magnitude i'm i'm booking a plane ticket to you know one of these what uh, like pwcc or something like that or golden you know get the insurance and all the stuff i don't want anything to do with it i want them to hold it and 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 i i i don't trust myself enough if i pulled that card i'm still shocked it's out there because you always wonder is that card ever going uh to to surface and i do think you know that one and the joe burrow one i know the joe burrow autographed version of that card was graded by psa and it's out there somewhere um but there's something about just the card itself without the auto i kind of just cuz it, then it's just the card i don't know i saw that card i was like there's no way there's mm. no way that that thing was 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 ripped but um that's that's the beauty of it man um and something about that black finite one of one man here's the thing with that um if you can get a black finite one of one in just decent players for like a few hundred bucks, it's worth it. I, I, it is, I, I just speaking from experience, it's worth it. There's nothing like that Black Finite one of one, man. It's got a cool name to it, it's got a cool shimmer to it. It kind of feels like you're, you're holding something from the Avengers, like some kind of magical stone did the black finite finish um it, it 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 truly is special like even you know joe namath in a psa slab but there's a joe namath collector uh, collection look there's not going to be a lot of joe namath you know rare parallel cards out there um whoever got that for 450 that that is not a bad move at all honestly i know it sounds like a lot and joe namath didn't play anymore but there, there's something about that black finite 1 of 1 man there's something about it.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter veteran, rookie. I mean, there is a there is a true chase for any 1 of 1, especially a black finite 1 of 1 from Prism. I'm a, I'm a sucker for this x fractor design with, or the gold vinyl design where it's got like these little uh, mosaic squares the the way that that refractor like, reflects off the card. I, I mean, it's just it's gorgeous, man. This is really nice card.
0: Dante Hall, huh? Two hundred fifty bucks. I like these random. The X Man, throw up the X,
1: baby. Dante Hall,
0: huh? Huh? This uh-huh. is my
1: man, Joe Tryon Sharinka. His one on one went for five hundred. Five hundred, bro. No. Non autograph,
0: non autograph, and it just sold no best offer. So what that tells me is if not everybody's going to be just Google searching Joe Tryon cards. So that means that person like probably looked at that card and just said, "I want it," I want it, and just bought it. Didn't even send an offer. Um, very very interesting. I could look at Black Finite One of Ones, uh. All freaking day, I really can because it's just the one version of the card, you know. There's, you're not so much looking at condition, you're not so much looking at all these other parallels, and there's something about you know just going through it and and seeing all the different black line one of ones that are out there. It's very interesting. A yeah, Renfro
1: one of one. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, look at the Renfro veteran card
0: jersey color match
1: too with the black bar yeah that's nice man people wanting to build their their super pc of a player i mean these cards are like uh chase cards grail cards must-haves for the collection and it's from prism it's one of one i would say this same rule applies to gold whether it's the the gold vinyl one of one or just gold just gold parallels even if it's a psa 8 even if it's you know not the best condition of card, if it's a gold card, even if it's not the best player or the best set, gold cards numbered out of 5 and 10 that have autographs or that rare are very, very desirable, even in veteran form uh, and for a lot of different players, Carter.
0: Totally agree with you. And it goes back to, if you want to see our full episode with uh, Baze, J-Jets 18, uh, who's the Justin Jefferson Super Collector, um, he said "He said those gold ones are tough to find One's numbered to 5, numbered to 8, numbered to 10 uh, Most golds are numbered to 10 Some, like, you know, your, your Kadarius Tony is numbered only to 5 Anytime you can get gold numbered to 10 for pennies Take advantage of it um, You know, I've kind of built a miniature He's not my main PC Marcus Colston and his gold 2012 prism card. I got for $10 at a little hobby shop, $10 of the 2012 first year prism. There are people that try to build full sets of these cards and gold number to 10, you got to have it. Um, So it's, it's very, very interesting. Like Jermaine Grisham, $125. I was just talking about this card. I got the Marcus <laughs> Colston. I, I, this wasn't planned. I promise you, I got the Marcus Colston for ten dollars. Ten dollars. And Jermaine yeah, look, Grisham.
1: And, and this Deshaun Watson is a PSA six. PSA six uh, probably went for you know somewhere over five hundred dollars. It because it's gold. Inter- it,
0: it, it is kind of interesting. New listing: Jermaine Grissom sold for one twenty-five.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's Ooh, gold, this- though. So that's it. You never know when someone's trying to complete that rainbow oh, yeah. or trying to complete that PC, and they're just filtering by gold. They're just looking for gold. They're looking for scarcity, and they they know gold is either numbered five or ten, and it's really nice. It's very desirable, very popular within the hobby. And uh, yeah, you never know when they're gonna pay, but they see it listed and buy it now. They're like, okay, well, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna go ahead and drop a hundred or 125 on the card. That's what I'm doing with this Kadarius Tony. It's from XR. And stay tuned to Outtakes. You guys will see it. It's auction. I saw ending on like I was doing some research, ending on like a Thursday afternoon. Uh, It was numbered out of five, autographed Kadarius Tony, and I was like, this is too way too low. No competition, and I put it up in the Discord server. And uh, nobody was around, everybody was working, busy, etc. I was like, You guys not getting in on this? No, nobody let's got it. it. I got it the last second for $35, like $40 out the door with shipping, and I've already, I'm about to sell it for 100 you know, uh, maybe more, maybe more. We'll see. I'm kind of holding out, but I've got a bunch of offers already. So
0: <laughs> let's get into um, hobby tip of the week. I have one, um. And this one is a little bit different than your normal hobby tip of the week. But always understand that this hobby, while it is simple, it's also very complex, right? Um, And once again, in the outtakes, we'll talk more about this. But there are a lot of little intricacies about football cards and just sports cards in general that it takes a while for someone to try and get into it to understand, So always understand that aspect of it. If someone knew, I've been very sympathetic to new people in the hobby that want to get into football cards because at one time, Andy, you were clueless. I were clueless. uh, I were clueless. I can't even talk. And it's important to keep that in mind. There are some things that seem to be common knowledge, but it's not common knowledge for somebody New or not necessarily just somebody new, but somebody who is just now like getting back into it as well. So, um you know, there's always that learning curve. It, I, I would say, Andy, it takes. I'll say it takes about two or three months really to not necessarily understand how prices and hype cycles and all that stuff works, but just like the basics of it. It's kind of like learning a, like a new language. It, it really is. say it takes about like two or three months if you're really into it to truly understand it and you know that's why we have the patreon that's why we have the discord you know to chat amongst Mm -hmm. not only people like you that you know are very sharp with it but people that have been in the industry for a very long time so you know always be mindful if you're talking to someone because they may not have the same amount of experience as you do
1: yeah very true and that's the big difference between playing fantasy football like everybody you know has has their player takes and in fantasy football you know we talk about prices in terms of where you're getting that player in a draft but it's always that one variation of a player there's not multiple variations of a player to draft from you know and that's the big difference in football cards there are hundreds and thousands of different variations of a player to buy in at and then also many many different price levels and, and pricing options so you know, it really does take time. Like I'm, my daughter's getting into Pokemon cards right now and I am not knowledgeable at all about Pokemon cards. So right now I'm doing a lot of research uh, on this, like on the weekends with her on the side, like figuring out what is legendary Pokemon. Like, you know, there's so many different variants is not just uh, the the one variation of a Pokemon. I'm learning that there's a lot of nuance to that as well. So, and, and with football cards that totally applies. So and, and and that's what what our job is, Carter, We we're trying to accelerate people's learning curve and get them up to speed so they can get in, they can have fun, make some flips, make some profitable sales and turn that in, build a better PC, you know, get some of those grail cards and kind of figure out where they want to fit into the hobby and where how they want to build their collection and and that kind of stuff. And then just have fun, you know.
0: And your hobby tip of the week, do you have Yeah. One? Oh, my hobby yeah.
1: tip of the week is, is shout out to these guys over here at Slab Magic. Um, I'm a shout out to Jonathan Taylor Cards because he shared this with me. And these guys have an incredible little product here, product and service. And look at that, man. that just take off massive scratches off of a Ooh. slab. Or this could apply to a one-touch case. Uh, Their product has the ability to take off some serious uh, scratches uh, for a a pretty small nominal fee. So I would definitely check them out if you've got any slabs that are all scratched up. That's going to hurt your resale value. It's also a big drawback uh, from the aesthetics of the card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. uh, Yeah. Check them out. Slab Magic.
0: Very interesting. Um Oh, i I hope you're getting some nickels for 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 this uh
1: no no affiliation just uh just shouting out a cool product yeah so let, let me let
0: me let me sound off on this okay there are a lot of slabs with scratches I think slabs get scratches worse than cards do sometimes right and I have some slabs that do that that are of semi valuable cards. That do have some some scratches on it, and I, I never really thought about it, you know, too 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 much. But that is very interesting. Um, and the thing that makes that very interesting is it is such a pain to reholster a card. As someone who went through it and lost a lot of money just because of a reholster, um, it it's it's insane. So I, I am definitely gonna check out. Uh, not only that, but maybe some some other products that, that can help clean some of these slabs. Uh, so it is very, very interesting. Now, Andy, it is time for play of the week. And I am actually going to go first. And this is somebody I do actually hold some of his rookie cards. And I am not selling before the season because I am really high on this team going into next year and that is the Minnesota Vikings, okay? Now, Minnesota is a very weird team, okay? Um, I have some friends that cover the Vikings. Um, obviously, as a Saints fan, uh, the Vikings are, are a sore subject, right? But the one thing that makes Minnesota very fascinating, that is makes them very unique as a team compared to every other team in the NFL, is that their biggest stars have been wide receivers, and their wide receiver stars have been so much bigger than their quarterback stars, right? You had Randy Moss and Chris Carter, way bigger stars than Dante Culpepper. Even, I know you remember this, Andy. Watch it on YouTube. The DC, baby. Let me see you do it. Let me see it. Let me see you, Andy. Let me see it. There we go. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, so Dante was a good player, but the stars were Randy Moss and to a lesser extent Chris Carter. And now you have kind of the same thing here with the you know Justin Jefferson, who's you know top five non quarterback in the NFL, not only in fantasy, but just in stardom. Um so I'm gonna go to Kirk Cousins, right? This is a guy who's put together quietly a great career. Now does he have a gazillion pro bowls? No. Does he have a lot of playoff success? No. But, Andy, you and I were looking at, you know, his PSA 10s uh, before the year, POP 31 uh, for a PSA 10. I have no idea what happened there. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the the price of that is is, is very interesting. Um, and, and just overall, I have some Kirk Cousins, like rookie autos, that I got for very, very cheap and just sniped them a few years ago, just to have some QB auctions of a guy that puts up big numbers and has always been on competitive teams. And you're telling me, Andy, that they have a week one matchup against Green Bay. What did Green Bay do last year in week one? Well, they laid an egg to James Winston and the Saints. Aaron Rodgers, relax. You know, he's low key. You know, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to come out guns a-blazing, right? He is not the fastest starter you'll ever see. I love Minnesota in Week 1 versus Green Bay. It's one of my favorite plays, in, just in terms of, uh, you know, one team going up to uh, against another. Got Aaron Rodgers with a brand-new group of receivers. So I'm actually going to give you two-ish plays of the week. Kirk Cousins, if you have some Kirk Cousins just sitting around, Going and listen and buy nows because if he goes out there and outduels Aaron Rodgers, people are going to say, "Well, maybe I should go get some Kirk Cousins." There's a lot of people out there that don't have any Kirk Cousins that want a piece of a quarterback on a contender. And if Minnesota beats Green Bay, one thing that the national media wants to do so badly is turn the page on Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people are sick of this guy, right? If Minnesota wins Week One. And you look at the rest of the division, it's the Lions and the Bears. The Vikings hype cycle with Justin Jefferson, Harrison Smith, and a lot of these, Dalvin Cook, a lot of really talented players on this team, and a new coach, is going to get very, very interesting. So um, I don't think Green Bay is as good as they are last year, and it's not just a Devontae Adams thing. I really like Kirk Cousins because you can still you know get them for cheap right now and I know a lot of you just have some Kirk Cousins cards uh just sitting around so I just find them to be very very fascinating I really do
1: yeah it's such a such an interesting matchup this week one because you're gonna have Justin Jefferson against Jair Alexander and or Eric Stokes and Green Bay does have pretty elite uh defense so if Kirk Cousins now doing because last year Kirk Cousins had top 10 in both deep ball and red zone completion accuracy and I, I love the pro, the price point of Kirk Cousins' rookie card combined with the low population. Like there's opportunity there to find good raw cards. Uh, I, 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 or I don't know exactly what they're going at now. I'm sure they've gone up a little bit, but rookie ticket autos for Kirk Cousins for like $100, like a tenth of what a Russell Wilson or something like that. Just just a lot of upward potential for a card that is very rare, right? It, it's just not floating around everywhere, it's readily available. Um, I like that play, Carter. All right, Andy. Mine is also a quarterback play, and it's going to be Baker Mayfield with the Carolina Panthers. I'm not seeing his prices really go up as much as I think they should based on this week one matchup against the the Cleveland Browns. He's had a solid preseason. He's the locked and loaded starter for the Panthers on a much improved defense. They get J.C. Horn back. The defense is healthy with Burns and Jeremy Chin and – these guys look really solid so far. I, I would not be surprised at all that Baker just lights up the Browns week one because he's now a healthy Baker with a chip on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? So, And, and if, if you go back to 2020, Baker was top six, number six best quarterback in deep ball completion percentage, top 10 in red zone, top 10 in play action. Like Baker Mayfield had some very good accuracy numbers, and he was one of the most efficient uh, quarterbacks in college. You know, coming from an underdog story there. So I think that Baker Mayfield has the potential. And looking at the opening schedule for the Panthers, they play the Browns week one. Then they get the Giants in week two. And then they go to the Saints. But the Saints are at home. It's in Carolina. And then the Cardinals come to Carolina. So those are their four, four, four matchups. I hate to say it, Carter. We could be looking at a 3-0 and Panthers team after beating the Saints at home in week Ooh. three. At least a 2-0, right? Ooh. But I, I think that the Panthers could easily, just based on the strength of their defense and playing at home, that was one game where they really dominated Jameis Winston last year in Carolina early in the season. Uh, I think their defense is, is going to be a lot better than people realize. Like Carolina's defense doesn't even go drafted in fancy drafts for the defense. I'm able to pick them up off the waiver. I think they're a great streaming option week one. I think this is going to help Baker with Christian McCaffrey, D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson. They bring in LaVisca Chennault to play that slot gadget role. I think he's he's uh, supplanted Terrace Marshall on the roster. It just gives them more weapons. I think they're absolutely going to outgun, and they're going to beat the Browns and the Giants, potentially the Saints That's a 3-0 and start. That's a massive turnaround for Baker's career, and everybody is just going to be like, Baker, Baker, Baker. You know they're going to remember how good he was in 2020 leading to the Browns to their first playoff win in like a, a, over a decade. And his cards are going to go up a lot based on what they're at right now.
0: Baker, the playmaker, baby. So Andy, as you know, um, made a Baker Mayfield play and it worked out well for me. A lot of people saw this coming. And I've seen some people buy some nasty Bakers earlier this offseason and And they are rolling in the dough right now. And this is one thing. doesn't matter if he can't play a lick. People like quarterback hype cycles. And more importantly, people like a redemption story. Okay? What's very interesting about Baker Mayfield is Andy nothing will – Oh, look at that zebra print one right there.
1: $54, dude. This is what I'm talking about. His prices spiked a little bit when he signed with the Panthers. And then they totally cooled off. And it's almost like people are kind of down and out on the Panthers as a whole right now, but they are sleeping on this team. And I, I hate to say it because I'm a Tampa Bay fan, but the writing is on the wall for the Panthers to have a much better season than what they're Ooh. predicted to do right now. And the start, they could potentially, they're a sneaky candidate to, to – um, to sneak in a wild card spot or even win the NFC South if Tom Brady falls off because now we're on our third center. We're picking guys up off the street to play center for him. And you know how Tom Brady is with that interior offensive line, uh, getting pressure in the interior. It's not good for Brady. Not good for Brady.
0: I I am going to push back on Panthers winning the NFC South. Andy, really believe that? You know, like Cam Jordan and all those guys for the Saints, they still exist.
1: I I know. I know they do. Are you but, selling
0: are you not you're not as high on the Saints as, as everybody else are you
1: I yeah. man I just have I have no faith no confidence in Dennis Allen I think it's a bigger hit to the team and I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to be able to get on the field I am very bullish on Chris Olave like I am constantly looking at Chris Olave cards every week cuz he's a rookie I love Jarvis Landry I love Tierra Matthew on the defense and you guys have some components there but you also lost some pieces and I feel like it's it's I don't know, man. I don't know if you if you guys are gonna be able to quite keep up enough with some of these the these uh, offenses and the firepower that the, the Panthers have on defense and depends on what kind of Jameis Winston you get and <laughs> how how healthy your players are.
0: That's a good thing. So we will uh, release this pod. Um, and i will say thanks to everyone in the fantasy football card quest nation for making this show the absolute funnest once again listen to the outtakes we got a lot of fun stuff for you um subscribe on youtube that obviously goes a long way but the five star reviews and all that stuff get in the comment section have you sold 20 cards or more we're gonna hang out with you down there andy until next week my brother peace baby peace man
1: Good stuff. What's up, man?
0: Let's go! Let's freaking go! I I I have to uh, let you in on something. Okay. Uh, everything that is wrong with uh, LSU football is my fault.
1: Uh oh! How is it your fault? Like the muffed punts, the blocked field goals, the. It's funny because there were. Let's see one
0: two, I would say three players on LSU's offense that will be uh, like super big football cards here in just a few years, and we still look terrible. Hire the best coach you possibly can get. But I was thinking about this, um, and I want everyone to know this, and I want this to be in the outtakes. Uh, You sent me the thing from um, Jeff Wilson last night. I'm telling you, when it comes to a solo football card, one football card, people love it. I, I promise you. So I did this event for Power Hour LSU this past weekend. And I gave out a ton of cards. Some are nice. A lot of them were, uh, you know, just your typical 5 to $10, like Jamar Chase rookie card. Jamar, as you know, is just going to be so big. Um... Get yeah, out some Joe Burrow, just like small little base stuff, and people. Um, and I know this isn't like for our audience, for instance, because you know if you're listening to this, you're a big like football card person or whatever. People just loved it. Like I had the uh, the cards already top loaded, and I had it. Uh, you know, I had like this desk, and I had all these uh, my bands that I give out and all this stuff. Andy, when I handed someone a card and a top loader, it, it was like they were getting some real treasure. And also that they were at an event, a game, that they got something that they could just stick in their purse. Right? I gave my Jamar Chase card to uh, a guy named Cole, big, uh, really nice guy. And his, his girlfriend was was with them, And he got the Jamar Chase card. He was super happy about it. He gave it to her, and, you know, like, in, when you go into games, you can't, like, carry, like, super big purses. Now you gotta have, like, a clear whatever. She was able to just stick it in there, no problem, because it was just one card. Mm. People like cards. They, they like the the miniatureness of it. It's small, kind of like, you know, everything is so, like, phone-based now. Uh, and, and that was, like, the first time, like, you know, I send cards to a lot of people when they – get shirts or they join my Patreon or you know, just when we're doing giveaways. But I send like a lot of them, right? I'll send like five to ten of them. But at an event, if you're just like handing a card to a kid or whatever, it's a perfect thing. The perfect thing. The absolute perfect thing. But how are you, Andy?
1: That's cool. No, I I remember when I went to the stadium before the Super Bowl, when the Super Bowl was here in Tampa and the Bucks were in it and, and I went there and I handed out some cards to some guys uh some different guys and i remember one guy it was Levante David Topscrum. like i had a bunch of them and nice. uh you would have thought i handed the guy like a $100 bill or like gold like he was so pumped up so excited you know and so i gave him to a couple of people and it's like neither one of those people were into sports cards or football cards but it's something about you know they they understand that like this is not just uh I don't know. You could tell it's something that's is definitely desirable. Like it's not something that's just sitting around that you can pick up at your, your corner store, your Walgreens real quick, you know, Yeah. you put some work in dude. They loved it. They loved but it. But for us, we like, that's like, you know, we bottom in volume is like a only a couple dollars a piece kind of thing. And
0: yeah, if that, um, yeah, you know? but yeah, man, today I want to, you know obviously you know we're so close to the season i don't want to talk about listing and all that stuff but you know something I found to be like very very interesting is you know just how high select is so the guy uh with the jamar chase uh, zebra uh what's what's the viewer's name again zach i i could look it up again oh
1: shoot um I have to go look it up. I'm glad he reached out to us.
0: I totally forgot. I kind of wanted to meet up with him just to look at the card in person.
1: Is he in, the, uh, is he in Louisiana? He, he's in Baton Rouge. Where oh. I'm at. I can't find it, but either way, the card was – oh, there it is. Dude, he was pumped, man. Oh, yeah, Chris K. Yeah, he was in the live chat uh, from uh live stream I did yesterday with a giveaway. And uh, he was pumped, man.
0: I wonder if he sold it. Let me see. I think he sent me the uh, – I didn't send me the listing. Um. The, the Jamar Chase stuff is just going for such insane amounts of, of dollars right now. Um, and I think that's probably like the most impressive thing I've seen. Because, you know, like quarterbacks are going to do the thing. But it's just amazing how expensive he is, man like I couldn't even start I couldn't even begin to start a Jamar Chase collection right now
1: I'm telling you man there is a there's been a shift now that a lot of the uh you know the people that kind of hopped in in 2020 looking at it as a get rich quick scheme you know and they were buying the all the all the base PSA 10 cards of quarterbacks and flipping them and stuff and I think it's it's evolved and transitioned a lot nowadays to the skill. It's just really, it comes down to, is this a good player? Like, you know, and of course there's other factors in there, like uh, the team that they're on and the fan base and their story and how their performance is and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think it's 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 really kind of wide open now. I, I obviously quarterbacks still drive it, but you look at Jamar Chase as a prime example, man, of what the new market is kind of, demanding for certain players how do i
0: sound Do i sound okay i have like a little rig here
1: uh yeah you sound fine man you sound fine you, your, your voice is a little deeper than usual it sounds like you've been uh been partying pretty hard but i know you were you were live like three times on sunday for live from stumpies i i watched part of that live stream because i wanted to see your reaction
0: I will I will I will never ever ever really promote anything like PHL other than you know like the football card giveaway cuz I know people don't care about the uh, like the inner workings of LSU football some of them do I'm sure JJ Bama does you know, you know SEC teams care about like other SEC teams and all that stuff but our um, my halftime show got really wild I highly recommend everybody go to uh and I know it sounds like dated But the first five minutes of that halftime show got pretty insane. That's a fun thing about doing a live show. That's why me and you are dreaming of doing our show from the National. And you and I still haven't met, which is always kind of strange. And I remember seeing like other podcasts meeting each other um, at the National. So what I want to do today is start off with a topic like we've been doing, this or that this or that, and I was trying to think of the absolute best one last night. Uh, I wanted to sleep on it, um, and I thought about this one, but this one might be just a better topic for the Mm offseason. It probably is because, you know, it's kind of like a physical kind of thing, but if you pull a big card, do you put it in a – penny sleeve top loader or do you put it in a one touch I'm always curious what people do in that situation because um, I don't rip a lot you know when I get a card I get a card but if I have a super nice card I want it in a one touch but I don't have a whole lot of these pro mold penny sleeve one touches so yeah. sometimes I'll leave it in the just in in the top loader but
1: um, you don't want to leave it in a one touch for too long I know that in in are you talking about like a why why don't
0: you want to leave it in a in, in a one touch too long?
1: Well, because there's a potential that it could stick to the uh the plexiglass on that thing and it oh, could really? damage the card. Yeah, there's been there's been stories of edge it causing edge issues and also surface issues, it being in a one touch too long. And that may be more applicable to a little bit older cards. Um, you know, the Chrome finishes today are a little bit different than they were. They're a little bit more glossy today. They're, they're, you know, that's why they used to have that protective. Like peel on, on the cards. If you remember like the older tops, finest and tops, Chrome cards that used to come with that, that peel. So, you know, the finishes changed, but I think that was, that was an issue that some people ran into was actually peeling off, you know, part of the, the surface in a one touch too long, because the texture of a penny sleeve is much softer and, than a than the than the one touch lid so so you should definitely get if you want to put
0: it in a one touch you need to do one with a penny sleeve in one touch
1: yeah the pro mold
0: yeah well that's what I'm going to do when I get home now thanks for giving me some homework here ha, <laughs> huh uh, uh. Um no, I, I have I have a few of my nice cards in, in one touches, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that. Um well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that
1: up. I'm gonna show them to you, see if if they're useful. I thought it was interesting because I actually uh comped out your one of your favorite draft classes is your PC guy, Tyron Matthew. And oh, twenty thirteen. Uh, Let's go. Big big matchup for him this weekend. See how he does against Kyle Pitts, right? Oh,
0: didn't think about that. Some yeah. LSU on Florida action.
1: That's it. Yeah, that's a mismatch right there. And, and that's gonna be a tough task for
0: a badger. A Especially badger. now that the Chauncey Gardner Johnson
1: trade. All right, so let's see. All right. All right. So let me share my screen. Share screen. All right. So I did a, a basic um comp on the PRISM PSA 10 from the 2012 draft class year. So you, I've got their pop report, the amount of sales in the past year, which I was surprised to find at Ryan Tano. But if, when you look at the pop comparison, I guess that's what led to more sales because they're, they're only $30. Um, and then I did a 2013 draft class comp and I thought it was pretty interesting to see that uh, in fact, Tyron Matthew, with only a pop of 28, had more sales than Zach Ertz and right about the same amount of sales as Keenan Allen on the same or, or actually lower pop. And I'm wondering if that's uh, from the team change, if that's what kind of caused that spike in, in a lot of those sales were during that time period. has a little bit lower resale value on his Prism PSA 10, but... Uh, Pretty interesting because look at the price of Travis Kelsey on a pop of 269.51 sales in the year versus DeAndre Hopkins, a pop of 415.58 sales, but only a $50 trend.
0: That is very interesting. Like, I know that's like a small sample size of sales, like only like 12, 13, nine. I believe I am one of those PSA 10 sales that I'm actually, I might have gotten mine a little bit longer than that.
1: I went back a year.
0: Yeah, I, uh, One year. I think I think I got mine about a year and a half ago. Uh, this doesn't really shock me. Uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of these wide receivers like uh, Keenan Allen who, for some reason, just don't have a massive market, if you will, of of people that that want his cards even though you know he's been top five top 10 receiver of the past decade and a wide receiver only being a few bucks over a safety is just pretty crazy i know tyron matthew's a little bit different because um and i know this just from pc and him he is a little bit on the higher side for defensive guys just you know the honey badger mantra he has played on a lot of different teams he does have a huge 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 fan base um And honestly, a, a big reputation. So, yeah, um uh, it's also interesting, Zach Ertz's prices. Uh I don't think he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I think he's just going to be like one of these really just good tight ends. So I just uh, – I don't know.
1: It's also important to note, and if I just had like an endless amount of time, I would do this for each guys and look at uh b- both sets because – I see even more transactions from 2013 on their tops Chrome uh, it's it's a little bit more readily available card it was submitted a little oh. bit more uh, so I like I did this for the goats before I got into those like just the, the draft class in general I, I went to the goats and like looked at their base versus their chrome card which in my opinion is today it's like looking at a optic versus a prism yeah. right or, or looking at uh, from like russell wilson's class of 2012 or 13 a tops chrome versus a prism you know um and those those select years but uh, like brady's for example i thought this was really interesting it's an interesting question would you rather have a a chrome 8 that's got a pop of 720 for 2500 or a base uh base bowman nine with a pop that's almost twice as much going for the same price pretty interesting
0: i am I'm, I'm always going to take the, the the chrome over the base
1: um but <sighs> you would look yeah. at the pop dude look at the pop on his chrome 10 twenty one. the pop on the base 10 is only 462 and i'm one i'm wondering if that's it's almost like okay if you're buying a brady bowman rookie card you're 99 percent chance going to buy one graded because of the amount of uh, reprints and fakes yeah. out there so there's a lot of transactions on these cards it's very it's like his most liquid card and this is not a big difference between the base and the chrome But there is a big difference between the pop report
0: yeah well then i'll definitely take the base when it comes to the pop report but you know then uh, let's just say someone that doesn't know cards their first question would be, why are these ratios so different? Why is the jump from a nine to a 10 a drastically lower number? You know, from like 1372 to 462. Are they grading this copy in particular just because they know it's a Brady rookie harder than they would other cards? Is there a higher standard for this card to, 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 you know, be a 10, I would, I would guess so. Cause you know, it is his most iconic card and you don't want it to be, you know, a Zion Williamson situation where there's, you know, 20,000 of them out there. It still blows my mind that that's even a thing, but yeah, I, you know, you know how it is with me, Andy, I, w- I would take the card over uh, the, the base card, but I'll always take rarity over non-rare and I, I would take the, the number 62 here. What about you?
1: yeah yeah i think i would go with the base because i'm like looking at this and if it's in a slab you don't i i I feel like you don't get a sense for the chrome texture as much it's not as big of a deal to me and it's like ultimately it's the same photo it's the same bowman rookie card right and i'll go with a higher grade lower pop you know it's more it's it's obviously more difficult to get that card in in a 10 and it's still the same photo, and it's got all the same assets. It just doesn't say Chrome underneath. So, yeah, I think I would go with the base ten as well.
0: Did you sell ten or more cards before the start of the year? Do you think most people would have sold ten? You want you want to go higher? Fifteen. Um, Let's go fifteen.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people like uh, Andrew Perry in the Discord had like three hundred and fifty. Sold like three hundred fifty in August. Perry's I a beast. Tore it up, man. I, I think I. I'm gonna uh, see how many I sold. I sold a nice AJ Dillon over the weekend. Just sold a key um, Austin Eckler today. This morning, trying. People are already blowing me up on my Kadarius Tony gold. Let me see it. <laughs> Sniped it, dude. Total, total, total snipe on this card. Oh, where did I put it? Right here. I, I put it up in the Discord. It was ending in the afternoon, and I'm like, "No way!" The guy had a poor listing uh, title on this card, and oh, it's uh, auto. yeah, it's auto numbered out of five, but it's from XR, but it's gold. It's gold, numbered man. out of five. Guess how much I sniped this for? An auction ending in the afternoon. Nobody let's, was getting in on it, but me.
0: Well, let's let's go uh, twenty-four.
1: Oh, close!
0: I got it for thirty-six oh man! Number to five, you dirty yep. animal
1: and and so I've relisted it already for a hundred, and I'm getting blown up with offers at seventy five eighty and uh oh, so yeah, I mean, I'm holding firm there's no no sense in getting getting uh jumpy right now And i got a, i got at least a few few days <laughs> you know he's, he's only a second year player.
0: He's so exciting, man. There's going to be a spike week, right? That's my favorite thing about those kinds of, of players like him. He's so great um, with the football in his hands.
1: I'm looking at the, like the Trey Lance club level silvers are still a little bit higher than the Justin Herberts, uh, which is pretty wild. But uh, they're they're closer now, man. They're closer. <sighs> But this happens with any new product. We we know it, you know, when it levels out. Yeah, but I'll also say this. There's a lot of
0: Trey Lance buyers right now very worried about the Jimmy G stuff. And now Trey is saying he's, there's these reports saying that Trey is disappointed that they kept Jimmy G or something like that. And I'm like, dude, just worry about your own stuff, man. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry about you know, anything else other than what you could control, bud.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they need the depth. Uh, the guy's been there. So he's he's been there. He's played with them at a high level in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. So it's like, wh- I get it. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's coming back from an injury. So his, like, peak dr- uh, trade capital, right, the, the most they could get for him probably be in October. I'm sure we'll have an in- a significant injury by then, you know on somebody's team and maybe they maybe then they can i know he's got a no trade clause but it's on jimmy's side so jimmy could always waive that to to get actual starting opportunity and all right let's do it yeah let's let's do it man